you guys, Alejandra Escalante and Daniel Jose Molina, have played both Romeo and Juliet and Hal and Alejandra, you played Hotspur. Which of those pairs of roles were better preparation for Kate and Petruchio? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 15th year, number 776, Kate and Petruchio. favorite acting couple, Alejandra Escalante and Daniel Jose Molina, are playing Kate and Petruchio in the American Players Theater production of The Taming of the Shrew in Spring Green, Wisconsin, and it runs till November 14th, 2021. It's a funny and wonderfully moving production directed by Shauna Cooper, who has spoken to me on the podcast before about her previous production of Taming of the Shrew that she directed at Hudson Valley Shakespeare in New York, and it features three other astonishingly versatile actors playing all the other roles. The production opened last weekend, and Alejandra and Daniel took some time this afternoon before their Tuesday evening performance to talk to me about how they approached playing the leading roles in this famously problematic comedy, and which roles they've played previously that most influenced these characters. I would say probably Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Even though, I mean, yeah, the, you know, there's there's uh, 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 the violence thing is uh, similar with, with Helen Hotspur, but I would say because we only have the one scene it's, in, it's, in Henry 4-1. Right. It's funny, actually, once you get into Shrew, not that they have so much time together on stage, but I mean, comparatively to some other shows that we've done, you're like, actually, they get a good chunk. Once they're together, they're together, you know? Yeah. So I, I would I would probably say it's yeah. a little mix of the two. It was a good mix. Yeah. I get a soliloquy. You get the one scene with, yeah, with Romeo. So in terms of time apart, but apart, aside yeah. from that, they're always together. It's mm-hmm. like what you said, Austin, the other day, aside from the Macbeths, I don't know if there is a, a couple that is more simpatico, whatever you want to say, like on the same page, even though they're, you know, seemingly fighting the whole time. Or like, and they're like going through something together. Yeah. Was there any hesitation for you, Alejandra, playing Kate in this still, or maybe even more so problematic play? I, you know, cards on the table. I love this play. Uh, right. And I think it's I think it's a, a, a romance between two really well matched characters. Did you have any hesitation? Did you come into it thinking one thing and then learning another, or how did you feel? Um, well, when I I went, I guess I've seen this show. Um, I've seen Taming of the Shrew probably more than I've seen any other, which is kind of crazy. It's like it's up there with like maybe Midsummer. I mean, a lot. I've seen wow! A lot. Wow! And, um, and I, I'm, and I still just like, I just didn't, I just don't get it. <laughs> and, um, not to say that there weren't really successful parts in all of the shows that I saw. I just, it got to that last speech and I'd be like, what's, what, what? And so in talking to Shauna with it and about it and, and her thoughts on it, I, openly was like, this is not a play that I particularly care for, but 
I have also found really, really satisfying builds in, in building shows that I haven't been so ready. I was kind of like ready for abandon because I was like, I don't have, I'm not carrying the preciousness that I carry with some other shows. Oh, I was like, I'm kind of ready to get in there and fuck it up. Yeah. So by the time we started, no, I, I mean, I was, I was ready for the challenge. I love that idea that sometimes it's more liberating to do a play that you don't have a strong feeling, or even if you have a stronger negative feeling than a positive one. Totally, totally. Daniel, I'll ask you the same thing, because I think you told me on a previous podcast that this was the one character that, out of the ones you've played recently, that you kind of didn't see any part of yourself in. Um, is that still true? Uh, it. It isn't true anymore now that there is a production happening where I am titled that character <laughs> that people are paying me money to do. So I hope that people are seeing uh, something because I think that there should always be some part of yourself that's that's true in every character that you're playing. But um, no, I was also uh, uh, seemingly intimidated and also never thinking that I would get the opportunity. Um, A, because I'm I am baby face and I recognize that about myself and it always seems to be a character you know in the vein of Benedict that always seems that there's some years behind him always and he, all this comes from some experience um but I actually think that me looking like I'm goddamn 15 years old uh is no, <laughs> is something about 15 anymore. okay that's right, all right settle down yeah. uh is, is you're, actually, a, you're a hard ridden 22 tops that's right that's right. Yeah. I've seen uh, uh, Tis With Cares, like he says. Um, but uh, that, no, he uh, that there might be some naivete behind him. And I love a character with a lot of confidence because I love having those moments where maybe I'm not the most reliable narrator in soliloquies, that maybe those are moments of actually of denial or overbearing confidence. And it, things might not play out that way, which was always my critique of other um not all of them, because like Alejandro, I'd seen many productions of this, but the a lot of the fault of how the play lands is in Petruchio because he is the male character with the power. Therefore, what you're trying to say, a lot of it bears on that performance. Um, and I told Toronto very early on, like, I don't want to be the Petruchio that I'd seen before. He's very Tom Cat, cool, come, new guy comes into town, like, all right, listen up, all you idiots here in Padua. Like, I got the answers to all your problems. I know exactly what I'm going to do. And you're going to, you know, the lovable uh, asshole a la Han Solo or something like that. And while I think that he views himself that way, I tried to find any and all opportunity where something blows up in his face and it doesn't go the way that he wants. And I think that there's actually... Uh, text to support that not everything plays out the way that he thinks that he does and that he actually does experience quite a bit of change. Hopefully um, the audience feels that as well. Well, there's definitely, there's definitely a mutual, I mean, Alejandro, you are arguably playing the title role, but there's kind of two equal shrews being tamed. Uh, who yeah. is doing the taming? Who are, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Um, it's an, and it's interesting that you say that Romeo and Juliet is better preparation for the play than Helen Hotspur because there's love here. This is a relationship between two people who maybe don't have love at the beginning, certainly not love at first sight. No. Um, but they find love together. They find they navigate. It seems to be a play about navigating, navigating the shrew. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Does that make yeah. sense? And yeah. It absolutely. does. And and that uh kind of um right when we were about to get on our feet, I had had the revelation of wanting to tell Sean, like, oh, and something else that is really, really fun about getting to play it with literally your spouse is that, oh man, if we can land that this is 
almost more of a play about marriage than it is about male female dynamic if it can be more about <laughs> just the 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 story of what does it take for two incredibly stubborn people to find just an inch of compromise and what does that unlock for them and in the playing of it that resonates way more than doing things to her because she's a woman or that somehow she is to be treated differently than a, you know right, um, right. you're you're both sort of equally misfits in a patriarchal transactional world, which seems to suit neither of you. Totally. 100%. I, I loved how Alejandra, I told you this before, but I loved how your first entrance is in these low heels, yeah. low women's heels that you could imagine a toddler wearing their parents, their mother's heels for the first time ever. You are literally a woman uncomfortable in a women's role, I guess. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> was that your idea? Was that Shauna? Was that a conversation? Well, it was a conversation. It, it really, um, it changed a lot and kind of fluctuated a lot with what we needed. Knowing how physical the show was, there was an idea at first of like really, really tall heels, like, like, four inch, six inch, whatever, those things I, I probably literally can't walk in anyway. So there would have been no acting there. Um, <laughs> but uh, but knowing how physical it was, I was going to need to be in something, you know, obviously safer in that for the rest of the show. So anyway, there was a lot of navigating, but we were really interested in this idea as exactly as you're saying, she's wearing this cute little white dress, you know, and she's got these little heels on, but she's just like, nothing about it is comfortable to her. And that this clothing represents a kind of cage. Mm. And so wearing these shoes that are like, they're like an inch and a half high, even that is like, and she has to put them on now because it's the first scene, it's in public, you know, Papa's parading around and saying like, you know, now my eldest daughter has to get married. So she's got to put on her good shoes. And even that is just like, so difficult for her. And like, yeah, her, wearing your Sunday best, wearing your yes. church shoes. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I This is so uncomfortable. So, yeah, but the idea, I know Sean and Raquel both had an idea of um, what would represent kind of like the feminine, feminine, feminine? Feminine. That's, <sighs> Come on, Alejandro, I'm too tired. You know, the day off. <laughs> yeah, um, the the, the right cage, I know, I know. The kind of like literal cage that she would have to wear. Yeah. Yeah, and then that just informed my feeling of like, oh, maybe she's never worn heels, or they're really, really difficult for her to navigate. <laughs> well, and 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 that's and the, that was a great a part of the of, of Shauna's production as well. You're all all of your production is that the 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 this the uh, gender signifiers, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. The role playing, um, particularly in this world, the 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 breast beating and the dick swinging world <laughs> in which many of us are uncomfortable that yeah. really set a great tone for two characters who are chafing it in as you say these cages yeah. or these mm -hmm. roles that they're assigned yeah mm -hmm. yeah that was yeah that was so fun to I mean I was a very small part of it in the beginning but building that world of like what is it in the world of satire especially what is it to be male in this world and yeah and, you know, when you, cause you, you hear it, the language, you hear it in the language. I mean, there's an entire scene where they say, sir, like 60 times back and forth to each other over and over again. 
and and then there, everyone, uh, all of the men introduce themselves with their father's name as well. And like, everyone's got to constantly up each other, and, you know? So, wow. so it's there, you can hear that constant competition. Yeah. I mean, and literally for Bianca, I mean, that's, that's that entire storyline. Yeah. Um, so I think visit, building a physicality for that was also mm-hmm. so freeing and, and cause we can see it, we can go, God, that's so effing ridiculous. Right. And right. it's like, yeah, kinda. Yeah. It does, it, how much that theme repeats itself in such extreme ways of, you know, you look at the, the quote unquote, you know, the auction scene, quote unquote, that happens between, uh, uh, Tranio in disguise and uh, Gremio right. for uh, Bianca. And they're trying to outdo each other with the amount of land and stuff at the hand. And the scene is inherently today, as was then comedic. And it's comedic because it's an exaggerated, ver- it j- I'm, I'm just, I always am looking for those moments when it was like, it is satire. It was satire then because this is not the uh, world that, that Shakespeare is trying to bring women into or saying that this is the way that it should be. But he's creating these two characters that live outside of that in the way that it should be. Um, so I, I think that there is something about it, even in its in its original sense, without anything being done to the play, that feels very true about what our production mm-hmm. uh, is is elevating. Yeah. That it is ridiculous. Those other characters do live in a in a satire. Yeah. Holland. I'm the McMeal Family Professor in Shakespeare Studies at the University of Notre Dame, and you're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? We are still the Remote Shakespeare Company, but you can find our next round of performance dates at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Alejandra Escalante and Daniel Jose Molina, who play Kate and Petruchio in the American Players Theatre production of The Taming of the Shrew in Spring Green, Wisconsin, running until November 14th, 2021. I was just following up on Daniel's observation that the world of The Taming of the Shrew is satirical. I love that you say that because I totally believe that, but I'm I'm not enough of a scholar to prove it, (laughs) you know, textually or historically. But I do feel like Shakespeare was giving the audience what they want, a sex comedy, but also, as he did with Shylock, humanizing this stereotype and satirizing this kind of play. Um, I I hope we're right, (laughs) because I totally (laughs) believe that's true. I also love what you say that it's uh, that it's a um, that it's a play about marriage more than anything else about navigating marriage, and that comes through so much because there is that lovely element that we know if we've read the program or if we know you, we know that these two actors are married already, so mm-hmm. we know that there's love there, um, and 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 that moment that was that was added by you guys and and the director. Um, where before the wedding you have that lovely dance with your father, Alejandra. Mm-hmm. Um, it that was incredibly moving. 
and totally unexpected and again underscored that there's a ton of love in this play misplaced complicated right but love nonetheless right and it it makes the stakes all the higher you know because it's you know you get hurt the most by the ones you love the most and so for it to entirely be that baptista is just like this kind of befuddled guy who's just like i gotta get rid of my daughter is like okay that's certainly part of it and 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 that can be a truth that's really painful for both of them you know um for everybody involved but that that there is real love all the way around it's just like we were talking about it's like they don't speak each other's languages yeah when it gets to that very to the highest point when everybody's about to lose their top they just like totally miss each other and everyone's reading each other wrong and you know and and bianca knows how to play a certain game that kate just is not involved in and can't quite wrap her head around you know so but but yeah i think that the the real love and the groundedness of that was really important and helpful was there a was there a because i love it how the 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 characters and the plot and everything are so grounded and real and yet there was enormous amounts of comedy as there should be in taming of the shoe was was that freeing and fun and 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 liberating in rehearsal or did did anything go or did you have to be careful about oh i may let's pull this back or not underscore this or how was that how did that manifest um it's kind of it's tough because it's like it you know we almost did live in two worlds, like mm. the Kate Petruchio story versus um, the, the I'm putting air quotes, clown story. Um, so it, it was a kind of different thing that we were tapping into. Those three human beings have to do the Lord's work. Like they are doing our some, other our other cast members are truly doing, Incredible. like we have just our little story to tell. Yeah. <laughs> We would watch, you know, they would go away and work together with JP, our assistant director or something, and come back with these fully formed, choreographed, hat trick. Uh, uh, so dazzling. Dazzling, really. Yeah. So like I would say that the- Theater. Yeah. Like that the, and, the, and theater magic, you yeah. know, that theater magic that you're watching right in front of your eyes. There's nothing particularly hidden. It's just like good. It looks awesome. It feels good. Um, so we kind of had- different paths in the way of humor like I think our humor was more situational and just kind of you know but I but I I mean I I came like when I first started as a whatever 21 year old actor what I wanted to do was comedy and that just got very far away from me very quickly Mm -hmm. so I'm always happy when I can delve back into it and it's fun to this kind of this kind of comedy that we get to share as Caden Petruchio is fun because it comes out of this deep, deep frustration and um, and uh, that feeling of I I want to either strangle you or get into bed with you and I I don't know how to and that yeah. so it it builds it it's very like that type of humor is very freeing and fun to play and feels still very truthful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. The best comedy comes from that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You were talking, Alejandra, about about you got you got onto the ingenue track once you got out of school, and so the Hotspur was enormously fun because you got to do stage combat, yeah. and 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 kick some ass, which you rarely get to do. And so now you, uh, you said you rarely get to do comedy. Um, 
is do you think is there more of this i mean are there other roles that you think god now i want to do this and this and this and this yeah i mean yes i i would love to do it all i was getting like massive amounts of performance anxiety pre-covid just like just that kind of paralyzing i don't want to do it anymore and so I'm, as I was telling um, my castmate, Colleen, I'm kind of forcing relaxation upon myself, which sounds very counterintuitive, <laughs> but it's the only way I can do it is like, no, you're not going to go through all of your words 10,000 times. No, you're not. And I read something the other day that was like, all of the anxiety that you have right now isn't going to change a thing about what actually happens next. And yeah. so I'm kind of like trying to continue to do that. So in that same vein, I'm kind of like, let's play. Like, whatever yeah. comes, I'd love to do more comedy. I would love to. And I do find it incredibly freeing. Um, so, yeah, I hope so. I love that exercise. I said, relax, goddammit. You are <laughs> relaxed, man. Meditate immediately. Well, and you got your you 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 both certainly got your moments of very subtle, nuanced character comedy. For instance, when Petruchio shows up in his own white wedding dress. White <laughs> wedding. That was a gift. What a day! What a day! Did you insist on that? Was that a, that a, was that a condition on your hiring, or were you given that as a gift? I can take absolutely no credit for that idea whatsoever, aside for how good I look in that wedding dress. Um, <laughs> I, I honestly think that's his favorite costume of all time. It might Rocks be. it, there's it no question. Was yeah. incredibly moved to put it on. And also it does so much of a, of a better job for it really kind of releases the tension exactly where it needs to be in terms of what kind of, um, Petruchio in this world is it gonna be what is the statement that he does at the wedding because in the original text it's just that he's so complete slob and that it's mismatching boots and it's a huge faux pas that he's all dirty and the hat is backwards and it's like oh okay great but to make it to link it to be an exact statement on specifically the patriarchy and the idea of marrying away your daughter and the dowry of the entire ceremony yeah. is uh like i said it's a real gift and you can feel i i can honestly feel the the tension in the room kind of lighten as to what what is going to come next because i was hoping to tap into um that is one of the most exciting things about petruchio is that he's um a troll he's a lovable troll he's not you know he's a troll for for hopefully the forces of good is what it feels like and that's what it feels like in our production is doing there is is thumbing his nose at um the worst parts of society yeah uh and and i love it really you know shauna was was so smart about it too of looking for any of those moments when you can really lift up him being outside of society and being angry at them for being the way that they are um and wanting to uh rescue kate from that as well as himself like to find a partner in that who can you know live in his weird broken down castle with all his wacky servants and yeah well now as you talk about that and i think about you in that dress i imagine you the two of you now for your next roles as the macbeths but <laughs> daniel's playing lady and sure. alejandra's playing oh, the man himself I yes into it. yes from Took your mouth to exactly uh let's go um let's call some people right now man. 
That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. If you can't make it to Spring Green, Wisconsin before Taming of the Shrew closes, the production will actually stream on American Players' website from October 24th to November 14th, 2021, the same day the production closes. This is not a Zoom reading. It's a fully produced recording of the stage production and almost as good as sitting in APT's Intimate Touchstone Theater. Go to AmericanPlayers.org for more information. Then send us your gender signifiers via email to feedback at ReducedShakespeare.com. You can also find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSE Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow Alejandra Escalante and Daniel Jose Molina on Twitter and Instagram. I'm on Twitter too at Austin Titchener and on Instagram at the.shakespeareans, which is also the name of my website. The Shakespeareans is where you can find information about how I can work with you on your monologues, presentations, and writing projects. Check out theshakespeareans.com and my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Austin Titchener. Thanks, as always, to patriarchal lout Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and Garage Band. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Vincent Bastukami. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Peter Holland from the University of Notre Dame and also the chair of the International Shakespeare Association. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, get vaccinated, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 776 2328ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. And um, good for our brains too, because we don't, you know, act, we don't always get to debrief the things that we do. You know that, and what it actually means to say it out loud. Yeah. Uh, you know, like therapy. Really, it's like, oh, that's what I'm doing. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's why it can kind of matter. So, thank you as always. Well, you you guys are uh, a gift to the podcast always because you're just so articulate and knowledgeable and fun to talk to you about this stuff. So, I love it anytime. If you guys just want to come on and talk about, hey, I had this thought. You want to talk about it? Okay. Call me. I'm there. You do have a lot of thoughts. So, yeah. you're going to regret this. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company, reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less.